Hey y'all, this is Abraham, one half of the Ocean 8 podcast, and I just want to let you know we outside this summer, so that means return to sporting events, concerts, and the like. Lockdown hasn't been easy on the pockets, so ticket prices aren't looking too fun, I feel you on that. But, Megaseats.com offers a solution. Megaseats.com is a third-party reseller. They stand tall on these two things. Zero service fees and free shipping, 100% guarantee. But if that isn't enough, and, and this is the fun part, SSAW has partnered with them to provide you a 10% discount when you enter SSAW Network at checkout. Did you hear me? 10% off on top of zero service fees? Man, you're going to catch me outside this summer for sure. Head over to megaseats.com. Use the code SSAW Network and plan your next outing. We outside this summer, baby. Welcome. Y'all know what time it is. Here with your favorite trio. Okay. Welcome. Episode five. We'll call this volume one of OSN A presents games of the week. As always, I'm your host, the man who puts the OSN, OSN A, OSA, duh. And <laughs> along for the ride, as always, is my guy Abe. And what's good? What's good? Yes, sir. And the man with the parlay plan. They call him Mr. Emmanuel, a.k.a. Mr. Watson, a.k.a. Baba Funke. What's good, bro? No, everything is good. I got some I got some bonus picks on this parlay for college football so far, so stay tuned. Bet oh, that, bet that. Picks. Oh, it's going down. It's going down. We, let, let's just dive right in. No games played, okay? Let, let's start off in college football since you're starting us off there, Mr. Watson. We're going to look at number one game of the week for us. Alabama, number one at the time, number one Alabama versus Texas A&M. Now, let me remind you, folks, Texas A&M was a team that for the past couple of episodes, Mr. Watson has been very adamant and emphatic about the fact that Texas A&M is overrated until this game. Texas A&M comes away with the win with a a field goal at the end of the game. As time expires to win 41 to 38. Bryce Young. 28 for 48, 369 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Brian Robinson Jr., 24 carries, 147 yards, four receptions, 60 yards. But the man of the hour for AM, Zach Calzada, 21 for 31, 285 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. I got to hear from Emmanuel first, Mr. Watson. Let A&M, the chopper fly. AM overrated. Sneaks one past Saban's boys, them Bama boys. What do you have to say for yourself? Oh, defensively, Alabama's not there, obviously. Uh, they lost to an overrated backup quarterback 
Uh, on the road, I am. I, I'm good thing I'm not an Alabama fan, but I am appalled at Alabama. They should have won that game. Uh, Nick Saban should be having them boys running track <laughs> throughout, the, throughout the rest of the week. Uh, Alabama, all, I don't know. Right now, they're at, they're at a they're at a particular part in in terms with their fate with their season going to the college football playoff. They have to beat Georgia in order to get in. It's it's at that point. Uh, they 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 would have had the luxury if they would have stayed undefeated and both possibly down the line of Georgia and Alabama could, could get in with two SEC teams. But right now, the only way Alabama gets in is if they have to beat Georgia. That's if they went out yeah. and beat and beat them and yeah. beat Auburn, obviously. I should even mention Auburn. They're overrated, too. Nah, forget them both. Nah, nah, Auburn is not overrated. They are the superior Tigers. Uh, oh, yeah. National football. As far as I know, they're the only Tigers in existence are the Auburn Tigers and the Clemson Tigers. Um, the LSU Tigers uh, went extinct um, shortly after winning the college football playoff. Yeah, I mean that's unfortunate, but uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm this, this Alabama team. I don't know. Um, I, they 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 could stumble to you know a team or two. You never know, but. Um, they're still in the in the playoff hunt, but it's going to be much more tougher because they're going to have to win out and out. But it was horrible. Uh, credit to AM for winning, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, Jimbo. I believe he's the only head coach to 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 win against uh, uh, Nick Saban as an as is one of his assistants. I believe he was an assistant at LSU, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, when Saban, when Saban was so. there. So. Yeah, I mean, congrats to Jimbo um, and A and M. This is I, honestly, this is uh, in terms of recruiting. This is a big win for recruiting for A and M, obviously. Oh, um, and, and, and see how that's going to pl- pan out down the road. But yeah, that's, those are my thoughts of that game. A and M is still overrated, by the way. So hey, I don't care. this Bama win doesn't invalidate that. That's for sure. They don't do that. Um, I personally, for me, it was just I was surprised. Because, I mean, it is Bama. Yes, they kind of look shaky, but that was against a, a solid Florida team before Florida got ran by Kentucky. And shout out to Kentucky for running through the league right now. They play Georgia next week, I think. So that's going to be... Georgia going to kill them, boys. Let's not Well, let's this not weekend. This weekend, yeah. Georgia, they're going to play Georgia this weekend. But at least they're going to a bowl. Uh, who knows if LSU is going to one. Um, only bowl LSU going to is a bowl of gumbo. Yeah, uh, it, but it was surprising. Alabama had zero sacks on defense. That you know, one thing is for sure, and I will say this: even Alabama fans have been consistent about this. This defense is not the best defenses that, that they've had in a while, and this season is really showing that. So I'm glad that people aren't being unrealistic and saying like, "Yeah, you know, our defense solid, our defense top five. It's like, nah, this defense isn't as strong as people may think. You know, the offense is definitely caring, but that defense is, is not as strong. Um, yeah, I was I was surprised by that game. But you know what my game of the week was. It was when I was uh, texting to y'all in the group chat. You know what my game of the week was. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a second. To your point, Abe, real quick before we move on to the next game, though. When you're looking at a team like Alabama, mm-hmm. we know Alabama – 
it's normally stacked on both sides of the ball. Absolutely. Even as a little something special on special teams, no pun intended. And for this season to be playing a, a true freshman quarterback with no defensive backup, come on, man. It was only a matter of time before something like this happened. Uh, I think we've said a consensus, and, and I think we'll talk, we'll mention it probably again at some point on this episode. The best team in the country is Georgia, and they've proved that far and away throughout nope. this season so far. And I, if Alabama sque- if Alabama wins out and manages to squeeze their way into the CFP, uh, I think there's there's going to be a lot of controversy on that because looking at a team, and yes, strength of schedule, whatever, but looking at this Alabama team, this ain't this, this. I don't even know if they're the, the second best team in the SEC. Whole nother story, though. Moving right along, game number two, Penn State versus Iowa. This was a close one as well. Iowa, Ooh. number three, Iowa against number four, Penn State. Iowa goes away winning 23 to 20. Okay. It was a game. This was a defensive struggle. Well, yeah. I'll say this. Um, Iowa has been allowing only 271 yards per game total, total offense that they've been allowing. And this game was no different. They gave a 287 yards of total offense to Penn State with four interceptions. And that was a funny thing because I know um, watching college game day, they were like, you know, the they were talking about the Iowa defense and how it's really good. They have before this game, they had 16 takeaways, 12 of which were turnovers. But you got to keep in mind, last week um, – oh, so you weren't here, but last week, uh, Baba Funke, I remember, they they had five interceptions versus Maryland last week. So it's just like, all right, they got those in bunches. You know, it's, it's, it's impressive until you realize, like, dang, five came against Tua's little brother. But then to have four interceptions here – and one thing we ha- do have to take note is that Penn State um, – Penn State was up 17-3. to three. <laughs> They were winning 17-3. to three in this game and they lost their starting quarterback who had already thrown two interceptions and zero touchdowns. Then their backup quarterback comes in and also throws another two interceptions. So this defense really is that deadly. Like they are up to 16 interceptions in six games. Like that's That's wild, wild, bro. That's absolutely wild. But Baba Funke, you had a theory about Penn state and a certain quarterback who plays in the ACC. Yes, I do. Uh, yeah, because uh, going back to uh, Abe's point in regards with that game, when Clifford got hurt, the quarterback for Penn State, uh, I believe they only scored like three points in the, in the second half it's ever since he got hurt. So Penn, Penn State was not in no either no type of rhythm whatsoever in that game. And, um, and, and going back to that theory, I know we we're talking about it in the chat. If, if I'm DJ Ugalele, I would consider Penn State as one of my options to transfer to. Here's why. We just saw, like, if Penn State had a good, competent quarterback at backup, they, they, could, they could definitely would have, you know, uh, pulled this, this victory off. I think DJ, if he transferred to Penn State, I, I don't think that's too much of a bad look. He has a coach with, with some charisma. If, that's if James Franklin stays. We know he's been mentioning a lot for that SC job. But <laughs> – uh, but I mean, if that happens, if he stays at Penn, at a uh, Happy Valley, I think DJ um, should consider transfer to Penn State as an option. I'm not saying he should, you know, he should go there, but I think it's something that he should consider. I you know, like it. I do like that idea, just because. I mean, so here's the thing: the Big Ten is just as competitive as the SEC. The the Big Ten is just Big as facts. impressive. 
as an SEC and whatnot. Him going against him, possibly going to Big Ten, especially on a Penn State, and possibly showing out against oh, uh, schools like Ohio State, schools like Iowa, schools like Michigan. They, it's it's it would be very telling for his uh, future professional career, in my opinion. Because right now, what's going on at Clemson? If that's if that's what's going to continue for the entire season, bro, I have no hopes for year two. Because you know there's going to have to be massive overall in the sense of just turnover for draft picks. You know that poor performance overall is going to lose you some recruits. You know, so I'm I'm on that train with you, Baba Funke. I do like the idea of Penn State because I, I I like Penn State as a school. I've always uh, liked Penn State. And, I think they're a solid program. They're one of the upper echelon for sure of the Big East. You know, yeah. even though they can't use again, I, I as much as I hate Ohio State, Ohio State is the king of the big of the Big Ten. My fault, not the Big East, the Big Ten. But um, we'll see what happens. I like James Franklin as a coach. At this point, I don't know who's going to take that SC job. Let's think about this as well for Clemson. They went from top three in the nation to now with Penn State right now. Penn State. If Penn State wins this game against Iowa, they're a top three team. Yeah, because Iowa is now number two. Iowa, yeah, and Iowa ain't no slouches. I think also Iowa got an extra boost from alumni Big E. Um, <laughs> WWE fame, my man was out there in the overalls going going ham, um, giving them all the, the new day feels. But shout out to Iowa doing the big thing. Um, like y'all said, the Big Ten just as competitive as the SEC, and it, it might look like it's the better – uh, conference college football conference right now yeah because george is the only team right now in the sec really showing out let's move on to game number three this was the game these next two games were straight shootouts okay this one topped it off this was the one i was paying attention to abe you were paying attention to the next game let's get to this one first yeah. oh, number six oklahoma against number one texas the red river rivalry number 21 21 21, 21, my bad, 21, 21, Texas, okay. Game ends, Oklahoma, 55, Texas, 48. And yes, that score is indicative of just how close the game was. Notable numbers, Caleb Williams, who replaced Mr. Watson's favorite quarterback, Spencer Rattler. We got to talk about in. that. We got to talk about that, that, that relationship. Oh, Caleb Williams comes in, goes 16 for 25. 212 yards, two touchdowns, four carries for 88 yards and one touchdown. And that first touchdown, that touchdown that he scored was literally on his first carry of the game. Other notables, Kennedy Brooks, my man, balled out, put up a Heisman-worthy performance as a running back. 25 carries, 217 yards, two touchdowns, including the game winner. Casey Thompson for Texas, 20 for 34, 388 yards, five touchdowns. I hear looking like Major Applewhite, baby. Bijan Robinson for Texas. Where's the number five? Got a shout out from Reggie Bush during the game. 20 carries, 137 yards, one touchdown. Texas was up 28 to seven after the first quarter. And at that moment, I thought deep in my heart, this was going to be the game that was going to bury Spencer Radler six feet deep, maybe even 12 feet. And Spencer Radler should be on the sideline on his phone entering the transfer portal. That, that's how bad he looked. In the in, after the first quarter, and what happens? Caleb Williams comes in and balls out. And here's the funny part that folks, uh, uh, the media, I'm sorry, yeah, the media cuts and pans to Spencer Rattler's face 
after Caleb Williams scores that first touchdown off of his first run of the game, and Spencer Rattler looked shook. He had the look in his eyes. You know that look that a man has in his eyes when he sees his old chick with a new dude, even though in his mind he thought he had a chance to come back into the picture, and he got cocky and thought, she ain't really going to leave me. That's the look that was in Spencer Rattler's eyes. Caleb Williams <laughs> is the new chick for Oklahoma. What do y'all think about this game? Bro, first of all, it was crazy because Texas was up 28 to 7. And this is the beautiful thing about college football 28 to 7 after the first quarter don't mean Jack Squad. <laughs> it don't mean nothing. Not it really don't. Like, not that being up that big after the first quarter. And then just what is that? They went on a oh, 45, no, no, 48 to 20 run. Like, was going on that's wild to me but it was of course a high scoring game casey thompson uh just i mean even though he lost he had an efficient game five tds that's that's impressive but even more so is that caleb williams what he was able to do on 25 pass attempts you know he was using his legs it's like all right so that rattler hype that i know a lot of people had i i never really cared about rattler because i'll admit scouting is not like you know i don't i don't do college football scouting like that um but i pay attention and i know a lot of people are big on rattler it's just like well for someone who's projected to be one of the first qbs off the board getting benched during a rivalry game is not a good look bro at all is not a good look i mean like baba funke like that's wild to me you got to you got we got to talk about your boy. You got to tell us about your boy. What's going on? Honestly, he was my Heisman pick, um, pre- preseason, obviously, but um, uh, I mean, I, I don't love him more than Trevor Lawrence. It's still Trevor twenty twenty one. Anyway, <laughs> this man, this man. Ah. He said Trevor. Oh gosh, I mean, he's doing better though. By the way, Trevor Lawrence is playing better, so. Yeah, I feel it. Right, but it's just unfortunate. I did have Rattler um, winning the Heisman this year, and him being benched, I was like, oh, my gosh. It's just he's, just, he's just struggling. And with Caleb Williams, I mean, it was like a breath of fresh air for that Oklahoma team. And, what, and what's so funny is there was a report, um, according to like an like a OU, the local OU paper, they said that Caleb Williams was taking um, uh, snaps with first-team reps this past week. So um, obviously it's pretty much over for Spencer Rattler. He should just transfer. Your stock is low. Uh, he, maybe he should consider Penn State. <laughs> maybe, oh, maybe. So this, this, this is the Penn State episode. That's what it is. That's, what I'm calling it. That's the title. This is the Penn State episode. That's exactly what the title of this episode is. That's yeah, it. Maybe he should consider him and DJ should consider Penn State as a, a transfer to transfer out. Uh, it's Caleb Williams. Um, uh, it's, it's Caleb Williams' team now. Not only that, I know Caleb Williams was hi- highly touted out of Washington, if I'm not mistaken, out in the Seattle area, and he's been getting player comps to Russell Wilson. So I've been paying close attention to him. Not only that, uh, they got uh, OU has another quarterback from the LA area from Los Alamitos who just committed earlier in the year. Um, uh, he's 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 coming in and coming right. USC, from- what are you doing? I know, I know. Not only that, OU. They oh you they recruited his teammate, uh, his top receiver from Los Alamitos High School, 
I saw, oh, you got the receiver and the quarterback there uh, in, in SC's backyard at Los, Los Alamitos High School. So, I mean, so right now it makes sense for Rattler to transfer because they got a five-star quarterback coming in from Los Alamitos and they got Caleb Williams. So right now, Rattler, and your stock is down for NFL, for the NFL draft. You might as well just transfer. Penn State, good option. I'm just saying. <laughs> Rattler out here looking rattled. Um Nah. Can we give can we get just a little more love to Kennedy Brooks though? Oh yeah, My you know man. what? That My that man. was that was otherworldly. Oh, 25 carries too. Like he was running efficiently. Right. 217 yards and cool. the game winning 33 yard touchdown. Come on, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Winning, in a rivalry game. In a rivalry game. Yeah. That's how and, you do it. And, and what's funny is uh people have criticized OU's running game throughout the year. And for him to show up big time. At that last play, that last uh, play of the game, and won it for OU was huge. So I more uh, credit to him, and he definitely deserves a game ball. <laughs> yeah, because they were they were looking for a field goal. To be honest, they were gonna they were gonna play for yeah. a field goal. Oh yeah, and my man said, "Nah, forget your field goal. I'm about right? to put this game out of reach." I loved it. That was a great shootout. Yeah, those are the kind of games you love college football for. And the next game falls right in line with that. Abe, I'm gonna let you talk about this one. This this, this was you. Yeah, okay, okay, y'all. This was my game of the week because I I, I was live tweeting this from the Osa Ava account, and you know me, I was like, all right, y'all. Um this is Arkansas versus Old Miss. They both got their butts whooped last week to Bama and Georgia. You know, so they someone is gonna come out feeling good. They they both need this right now. And I'm like, yo, look, I'm off the Razorback bandwagon. I told you that last week, bro. I'm off the Razorback bandwagon. The way they played against Georgia was embarrassing. Embarrassing. Shame and on so you. <laughs> I'm you like, ain't loyal. I, you ain't loyal. I, I, I let people know before this game happened. And then I still let them know when this game happened. I'm like, look, I'm off the Razorback bandwagon. So I'm just looking up for a good game, right? Bro, Ole Miss came out firing. I'm like, Yikes. <laughs> Razorback still go to him, man. You see, this is why I'm off the bandwagon. But, bruh. Then the Razorback started storming back, and they had, it was just a turn into a shootout. They had tied it. I'm like, yo, bro, are the Razorbacks going to make me eat my words? I'm like, now I'm like, nah, old Miss, you got to defend my honor, yo. You can't let Razorbacks disrespect me like this now, right? And it was back and forth. Back and forth. Like, I'm sitting there saying, they might break 100 points because they were already at 80-something with nine minutes left in the fourth. And then there was like two minutes left, and I'm like, oh, they, they haven't gotten any more points. I'm like, oh, dang, wow. I was I was bragging like, yeah, they about to break over 100, and then they couldn't do that. And with like a minute 13 left, they did that. And I'm like, what it, where was these offenses last week? Especially from Ole Miss, knowing that the Bama defense isn't as strong as heavily touted. They they only managed to put up, what, 21 points? And with ease, Matt Corral was just, yo, he only threw the ball 21 times. Like, yes, it's 287 yards. You're like, nah, that's not big. But when you realize just when he made these throws, they were on big plays. Like, Braylon Sanders, two catches, 127 yards, a touchdown. One of those catches he stretched out for, it was a beautiful ball from Corral. And I'm like, no way. One of the catches of the year, for sure. Yo, I, I, I said that in my head. I was like, yo, this has to be catch of the year. 
I'm like, I know it's only week six, but this has to be catch of the year. It was beautiful, but I'm, I'm going to say this. Arkansas, I may have hopped off the bandwagon. You know, it is what it is. But I'm going I'm to give y'all love because that was a, a game. Both of y'all defenses weak as hell. Now I can see why Georgia put 37 with ease, and I can see why Bama oh put Oh, my God. Ease. Both of y'all defenses suck. But y'all offenses? Yo, KJ Jefferson, 25 for 35, 326 yards, three touchdowns, an interception, 20 carries, 85 yards, three touchdowns. Like, he was responsible for six. Traylon Burke, seven receptions, 136 yards, touchdown. KJ, yo. Bro, y'all, y'all, y'all put on a show, uh, a thriller. Like I was, that was my game of the week, and that's been my favorite game so far this season. I just loved it. I mean, these were clearly two offenses that were trying to, like, yo, nah, we could play better than that. Because hey, keep in mind, Arkansas got blanked. They got shut out, thirty-seven zip after they had beaten A and M when A and M was ranked. After they beaten, what was it, Florida? If I if I remember correctly, or am I? I might be making that Florida game up that Arkansas beat. I know they beat A and M, and then they beat someone else. And oh, they, beat Flor- they beat Florida. Okay, it was Florida, and it's just like, yo, I wasn't expecting them to beat Georgia, but I was expecting it to make it a game. And now they were like, hey, we got you. But it's like, yo, that's cool, but I don't rock with y'all no more. You feel me? Y'all not the homies. Um, but respect to y'all, Ole Miss. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm a root for Ole Miss, but y'all, that was a that was a that was a game, and I gotta respect Matt Carroll because the the other Matt Carroll, the other thing that was killing me was that each time they went to commercial and came back, they reminded you of his five interception game against Arkansas last year, and I'm like, let this man live. <laughs> like it was it was close. Oh, they, they like, wouldn't let it burn. burn. Was, no, they weren't. Yeah. They were like. Oh man, can he do it? Can he lead them to victory? It's like, remember that five interception game? It's like, oh, he, he hasn't had a turnover today. Like, can we move on? <laughs> like, yo. That was literally the first, the first thing when I was watching college game day. That was the first thing they brought up about Matt Corral. Five interceptions this time last year. I'm like, dang, okay. This I know he's I know he's not trash like that. And yeah. the kid's probably mature. Give him a year. Give him credit for another year under his belt. I, I will say this impressive about the two quarterbacks, both quarterbacks. Over 350 yards of total offense each. KJ Jefferson over 400 yards of total offense and six touchdowns accounted for. Matt Corral, four touchdowns accounted for. Only one interception between the two of them. Efficient in the air, efficient on the ground. Mm -hmm. But I have this question for you, Abe. So Ole Miss beat Arkansas. There's a certain person on this podcast who's a fan of a team that beat Ole Miss. Does that mean that that certain team is better than Arkansas? Oh, I forgot. You said they're buried and dead. You're LSU. Oh Tigers. no, no, I was wrong. LSU didn't play Ole Miss. It was Mississippi State. My bad, y'all. Mississippi My State. Bad. Look at you. You're doing too <laughs> much. You can what? go home. You I might have been home. drinking wine. We should have fact checked. We should have yeah, fact checked. Look at you. Yeah. you guys out here looking silly. I was. I was like, well, I corrected myself last week, and so I was like, all right, we're gonna let this slide. But then here you go, bring it up, and now I have to publicly address it. So yes, you guys, I. I mistakenly bragged. And I got you out here looking like two, Urban Meyer. That's yeah, crazy. Two week, two weeks ago that LSU had beaten Ole Miss. It was not Ole Miss. It was actually Mississippi. We're gonna State. call you Abram Meyer. 
Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Because <laughs> that means I'm going to lose the podcast because it's just like he lost the locker room. But, hey. My man um, lost the whole stadium. To Yo. deflect off me and to uh, this embarrassing, oh, this embarrassing don't do situation. That. I'm a, don't yo, do it. Baba Funke, dang, your USC is struggling. I mean, not only did you fire your coach, who was not doing nothing for you, but y'all played Utah and y'all got thrashed 42 to 26. Cameron Rising, what a name. Cameron Rising, like, it makes me kind of cringe a little bit, I'm not going to lie. But Cameron Rising, 22 for 28. 306 yards, three touchdowns. USC's favorite son, Keaton Slovis, 33 for 53, 401 yards, two touchdown interception. Drake London, that that man, that man, Drake London, 16 receptions, 162 yards, touchdown. Yo, Barbara Funke, what's up with your USC? I'm deflecting right now. I don't even want to talk about it. (laughs) All I got to say is that, Cam. They had Cam Rising out there looking like Alex Smith, bro. He was for real <laughs> killing him. I, I'm not even gonna lie, man. I'm I honestly, I'm gonna be real with you. I I I, I turned to another channel when I when, when I saw Waslam that touchdown round he had. I was like, oh, I was like, oh heck no. I I I, I, I turned I turned to another channel. I'm like they they gonna take this L. I'm just like I'm so disappointed in SC right now. Um. Uh, I mean, it's just it, it, I feel like it's it's the SC running backs at Drake London, um, and you know what I'm saying, and that's it. That's how that's how I look. That's how I look at the the uh, the SC offense. The defense just they they seem like they're playing inconsistent. Sometimes it's un, they're they're undisciplined playing against Utah. Other than that, I mean, I don't even want to talk about this team. This is a lost season. Better get the they better get the right head coach. The right developmental players for this SC program. God, I'm about to be livid. Really? And where's Jackson Dart at? Number one, number two. Here's the real question: Whose stock has dropped more, the USC Trojans in the eyes of Southern California prospects, or Urban Meyer? <laughs> Yo, I mean, okay, I guess it depends on where in the country do you ask this. If it's on the East Coast, it's Urban Meyer. If you ask people more on the West Coast, honestly. To be a true fan, I, I can't see how you don't say USC because USC used to be so great, especially now that USC, like, USC got punished for something that is now okay. <laughs> like, yo, they got punished and negatively. Give Reggie his Heisman back. So it's like people from the West Coast, you have to say USC, but people from the East Coast are probably saying Urban Meyer. People from Florida are just like, yo, can you just like not have it? Can come on, we we're just trying out here. <laughs> we just trying to live. Hey, come, come save us. Urban Meyer gonna be banned in the state of Florida. That's like he's getting to that place where he's not even gonna be allowed into the state. Right. I, I gotta know the answer though. I gotta know wh- how you feel about that, Mr. Watson. Wh- who do you think is lost? Whose stock has fallen more? Actually, it's a three-way, it's a three-way for you, actually. USC in the eyes of SoCal prospects, Urban Meyer or Spencer Rattler? Rattler. My man said that no hesitation. No hesitation. No pump fake. Spencer Rattler. Hey, Spencer Rattler, go ahead and hit that transfer portal real quick. Hit that transfer portal one time. Hey, y'all, let's let's switch real quick to the uh the Grand Ole National Football League. Um, we're not gonna get into the shenanigans that have come out this past week in the NFL. You can tune into Osa and Abe. Um on Sunday, okay, to get all the scoop in our brains on that one. 
But in the meantime, let's talk a couple of games. First one, Buffalo Bills against the Kansas City Chiefs. Just fast forward, Buffalo Bills win that game, the Sunday night game, 38 to 20. Josh Allen, 15 for 26, 315 yards, three touchdowns, 11 carries, 59 yards, and a touchdown. Dawson Knox showing out, four targets, three receptions, 117 yards, and a TD, looking like a home run threat. And then our boy, Patrick Mahomes, 33 for 54, 272 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, eight carries, 61 yards, and a fumble. Josh Gordon in his in his chief show up, one target, one reception, 11 yards. Here's the question. Folks are out here saying the Chiefs are washed. We said it from week one. Week one that we did, the first episode of Games of the Week that we did. We're not impressed with this Chiefs defense. It's been their Achilles heel on this mm. incredible run that they've been on over these past yep. few seasons. But here's, I think, an even bigger question. Is Josh Allen the next big thing? Is Josh Allen the front runner for MVP at this moment? Yo, honestly, and it, Bob Fook, I know you about it because you're, 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 the person I'm about today but actually has a strong-ass case, too. It's like, he's, he's not the, the uh, de facto front runner. He is, he is, it's a two-man race right now. It's actually a three-man race right now, in my opinion. It's between Brady, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson. Man, get Lamar Jackson out of here. Nah, 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 nah. I have to give it to Lamar. It's, it's a three-man race. That Monday night game, it made it solidified as a three-man race. If people had doubts, now it's like, nah, it's a three-man race. And it could potentially be a four-man race, depending on, on Herbert, how how he continues to progress these next couple of months, uh, these next couple of weeks, actually. But right now, look, Josh Allen, I mean, as you said, on 15 completed passes, 315 yards, three touchdowns. Carried the ball 11 times, 59 yards, and a touchdown. Like, efficient. Patrick Mahomes had to throw the ball 53 times to get about – what almost 50 yards almost 40 yards less 53 times i mean just watching that game it was it was weird how anemic this offense was being because yes we knew yeah we knew the defense is is like you know they have their moments but they're you can score on them It's, it's been obvious like they're the kansas city defense this year is giving up 437 uh no, I'm on the notes. I said points per game. I was like, oh, my my fault. I mean yards per game. That would have been ridiculous. It feels like everybody can afford 437 points on them. But they're Any given Sunday. <laughs> but they are giving up almost they are giving up 440 yards of offense. You know, the only game where it did not come close to that average, it was the loss to the Chargers. The Chargers was their best defensive game of the season it was the only game so far where they've allowed less than the chargers game was is the only game so far this season where the kansas city defense that averages 437 yards of total offense gave up only 350 it's the first time they didn't give up 400 plus so when you take that number out that four 
37 actually goes up higher to almost like 450. That's how much offense the Chiefs defense is allowing. Basically, y'all, if y'all are betting, whatever team is playing the Chiefs, the over-under on total yards just go the over every time. Just go the over. Because it's ridiculous how porous this defense is, but it's further ridiculous how this fearsome offense that has the weapons. You have weapons, and you just added Josh Gordon. And in his one catch, it was like, oh, if we see that all game, it's going to be a long day for Buffalo. He does not. He got targeted one other time, but there was a, a pass interference. It was a pass interference call on him. I was like, yo, do you see how he's bullying that man? Why one target? You have Tyreek Hill. You have Travis Kelsey. CHC did get hurt. But you have so much weapons. Why are you targeting? Why is McCole Hardman leading the team in, in yards? Bam. Like, bro, I'm just going to say this. I know I'm a type of person to say, hey, you know, at the end of the day, there's certain people you can't bet against. You know, you got to let them run. There is a very strong possibility that the Chiefs will lose a couple more games, but still make it to the wild card and then run through the playoffs, go to the Super Bowl, and possibly win it again. There's a strong chance that they can do that because, hey, trades can still be made. Uh, development can – progress can still – adjustments can still be made overall, like whether it's through trades or just coaching or just play, play calling. That can still happen. But right now, I am not afraid of Kansas City, and I am willing to, in the game, between, let's say, Kansas City and the Chargers again in the playoffs, Kansas City and the Bills, Kansas City and Baltimore – Funny enough, all teams that they will probably have to face in the playoffs, they lost. And they lost in such disappointing fashions, especially against the Ravens. Because they were owning the Ravens, and they they fumbled that away. But they got their asses whooped by Buffalo, and the Chargers was having their way with them too. All three teams that they're going to likely have to face in the playoffs. Look, they can probably remedy it, but I'm not afraid. I'm willing to take them to take them as L's. I'm willing to say, like, yo, Chargers? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm putting money on Chargers. Oh, the Bills? I'm putting money on the Bills. Oh, the Ravens? I'm putting money on the Ravens. I'm I'm, I'm confident in that. Like, that, they, that's what it is. This, wow. Just wow. I was stunned. And the funny thing, too, on that, I'm sorry for rambling, but funny-ass story, yo. So I'm in a fantasy league on, on from Twitter, and... I took two back-to-back L's these past two weeks to, to people I know from Inside the Mind of a Blur um, and my Naka Mixer podcast. For those who are into anime, manga, that's where you want to head to. Uh, and during those two weeks, I lost CMC. So I need some people to start losing in the league so I can be in, in playoff contention. Tell me why one of the teams that is ahead of me in the standings, he was, he's 3-1. and one. He was winning by uh, about 15, 20, the person only had left. Uh, they only had Josh Allen left. I was like, yo, they need a big performance to come back. Oh, yeah, they were down by almost 40. I'm like, yo, they need a big performance. Bro, tell me why at one point I was looking at it was 99.96, the three and one team, to this team that was 0 for 4. Bro, they started two players that did not play. 
two players that did not play. And because of Josh Allen's performance by the third quarter, it was 99 to 96. This winless team that does not check their lineups at all ended up beating one of the better teams in the fantasy league because of Josh Allen. I was like, oh, you know, at this point, I would have just jumped off a bridge, just said, you know what, I quit the league. It was ridiculous. Go ahead, Baba Funky, because I was, wow. That game was wow. Honestly, that Sunday night game with the Bills and Chiefs, um, it, did, it didn't surprise me. No Chris Jones in that game. You lost his, you lost an interior presence. And I, I'm thinking to myself, the Bills are going to cover this game and they're going to win um, mighty handily. Um, Josh Allen is in the MVP conversation, absolutely. And I'm going to say this right now, bold prediction. Well, bold, it, it could alter. If I had to pick a team to go, pick two teams um, as a Super Bowl matchup right now, it will be the Bills and Rams. I'm right now, I'm that will be the Super Bowl. They that owe be, us. They owe us. I I, I really believe that's gonna that as of right now, I believe that's gonna be the Super Bowl. But hey, it could change. Injuries happen. The NFL is a marathon, not a sprint. In, in injuries play a factor down the line, and what team that plays hot down the line. Now, Casey, now for Kansas City, they have a lot of cleaning up to do especially on the defensive side. I don't know if you guys noticed, there was a um, video on Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw me. I, I liked it on Twitter about Tyron Matthew. Um, uh, it, was like, it was like a series of plays that Tyron Matthew was looking at Sorensen um, through busted coverage or things like that. Him re reacting late to certain coverages of certain players on deep passes and Tyron Matthew has his hands up. This goes, this goes from all, all the way back to the Baltimore game, the Charger game, and obviously with the Bills. I'll send it to you guys on the chat so you guys can take a look. But, yeah, um, it seemed like Tyron Matthews, uh, based on his body language, he's frustrated with uh, a good amount of these uh, Chiefs players on defense. And um, the problem with the Chiefs offense is the, the book is kind of out right now, you know, with, you know and you, you, you kept hearing the announcers mention about the two high safeties playing back because they don't want to give up those deep plays, you know, with Tyreek Hill. And the and the defenses are basically letting letting the Chiefs, you know, take the layup instead of the, instead of those deep passes. And, and somebody made a great analogy. It's like you're forcing the Golden State Warriors not to take threes but twos. But they but they but in a way they're refusing to take those twos because they want to go for threes. But those teams are, are contesting it. But in this instance, you know, they're not letting the Chiefs, you know, get those big plays. But, I'll, and I'll say this as well, um, I, I personally believe the Chiefs, I don't believe the Chiefs are a team that's built to sustain long drives. I don't believe that they're that type of team because the offense is too high-powered. But the problem is, again, they're, 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 minimi they're minimizing those big plays. And there's other quarterbacks in the league who's had more 20-yard plays than Patrick Mahomes. You know, and Patrick Mahomes, he had six inter six interceptions last year. I believe he has six this year so far, or possibly more. So I mean, that's a he problem. Six. Yeah. So he has he has six interceptions all last year, last season. So that's the that's that's the interesting part with the Chiefs. But the Chiefs have a lot to make up right now. They're in the last in the division. The AFC West is more competitive than what people think. And I and I mentioned this point a couple of weeks ago. 
I said that if you're a fan of the team, pay attention to the teams that are drafting. Because those teams that are drafting and, and you're a fan of a team that's been on top for the past uh, you know, few years, those teams are gunning for you. They're going to they're gonna get a defense. They're going to get certain players to fit certain schemes in order to get at you. Now what you're seeing now is the uh, majority of the AFC West is catching up to Patrick Mahomes and, and learning how to defend him now. And you have a quarterback in that division who can compete with them. And you have a team historically over the past few years has been splitting with them, with the Oakland Raiders. That's all I have to say. But right now the Bills – to me, they they are to me they're the favorite to go to the Super Bowl. Oh yikes! Real real rap. The only thing I like to throw out there, I think I mentioned a little bit earlier though, is yeah, this Pat Mahomes, this performance reminded me so much of the Super Bowl performance. Miko Hardman should only be getting yards if the other three receivers are being decoys, but that's not even the case. They got too many weapons to be sitting back there and doing this. Chiefs, this is going to be an off year for them. It is what it is. I hope they retool, build that defense back up. As it stands right now, Bills is looking good. But I know I jokingly said get Lamar Jackson off that list for that MVP race. My opinion right now, Lamar Jackson is the front runner, clearing away. Everything that folks have said about Lamar Jackson up until this point, he has said, oh, bet. I got y'all and gone over and above. And this game against the Colts is the proof of it. Baltimore Ravens, Indianapolis Colts, final score 31 to 25. Ravens win. Carson Wentz, 25 for 35, 402 yards, two touchdowns, looking like the Carson Wentz of old. Jonathan Taylor came out swinging as well. 15 carries, 53 yards, a touchdown, four targets, three receptions, 116 yards, a touchdown. Um, this is this Jonathan Taylor that we that we all know and love. Mark Andrews, 13 targets, 11 receptions, 147 yards, two touchdowns. Hollywood Brown, 10 targets, nine receptions, 125 yards, two touchdowns. What does that mean, folks? Let's see what that means. Lamar Jackson, 37 for 43, efficient, 442 yards. What? Four TDs, 14 carries for 62 yards. Listen, y'all. I... I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Baba Funke handle this. Go take it away. Take it away. The Ravens they show another uh, comeback win. It was a, they were down uh, 19 points in this game. Uh, the Colts started off strong. Jonathan Taylor had a really good game in, in the beginning. Played well. Um, it's just uh, it's just Lamar took over the game. That was the result of it. And Colts had their opportunities to try to uh, to to seal the deal, but it didn't happen um, as well. Uh, Wentz actually played better than what people thought. I felt like the most part, which is a good thing in terms of the Colts. But uh, but Lamar took over this game. Um, we saw the the we saw evolution with Lamar in terms of passing the football outside the hashes accurately. That's the key. He threw the ball accurately. Ball placement was A1. Lamar Jackson, that was an A-plus game. And like Abe said, that game put him in the conversation for MVP. Now, the question is, I know this is back-to-back 300-plus yard games. 
Can he do this consistently? And if he does, this Baltimore Ravens team is definitely a Super Bowl contender. If he's able to be consistently accurate with the football, and you guys know I've been saying this ever since <laughs> uh, last year. If he, and right now he's showing it. I just want to continue, I just want to see him continue to build, get better and better. He seems like he's getting better read defenses. And there was something that he said, I believe in the post game. He said the game is coming to him slower now. It, it, it's, 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 it's came to him slower. So that's a, that's, that's good news for him, but it might be bad news for the league because if, if he starts being more accurate with that football, man, he's dangerous. And some people think he's the, da- the most dangerous player in the league. And I, I, I definitely think so. So we'll see how this Ravens do. It was a good, good team win. Marquise, Marquise, Marquise Brown, Marquise Hollywood Brown bounced back, obviously from those drops he had in Detroit. He played well again this this week. Then you have Mark Andrews who killed who killed it, <laughs> who killed it, especially with those two point conversions with those two touchdowns he had, as well. Um, they only had like sixty something, sixty three yards rushing, I believe. So Lamar definitely went off his arm, and also they broke they um, th- their streak got snapped for a hundred rushing yards a game. So um, I'm happy with Baltimore's going as a fan. I'm I'm not too high, but I'm not too low. I just want to see Lamar keep this energy going throughout the season, and uh, that's all I have to say. And um, this was a this hey, I know the Sunday night game was fun to watch. The Monday night game was just ridiculous. Um, Colts were winning that game. They were up. They were what? They were winning twenty five to three. I think like. <laughs> How did they fumble it? I, I was so surprised too when I turned on the game. I turned on the game, uh, and it was seven zip. And I'm like, yo, we're in the second quarter and we're halfway through the second. Wow, this Indianapolis defense has really controlled Lamar Jackson and the in Baltimore. I was really shocked. And then before you know it, second half, Lamar just starts working magic. And he did it in a way that he's criticized, that he's he's criticized for lacking. It's like, oh, you know, he's a running back. You know, he can't really throw. 440-something yards? Dog, did you see the dimes he was giving his receivers? He was having a day. And it's just like the only, the only thing I didn't like about Lamar's game uh, from Monday night was the two times he nearly fumbled the ball, but he was ruled down by contact. I was like, dog, those were those were during the comeback too. It was like you are shooting yourself in the foot. Do not, do not leave it up to, to video replay and referee's judgment to possibly give you force a turnover, force a fumble upon you, and then you lose the game off that. Because that happened twice and late in the game on crucial moments when it's like, yo, you fumble right here, it's wrapped. But, hey, his knee was down good, and he worked his magic. And what I love the most is just how humble he is, too. Like, man, look, y'all, people got to stop hitting on Lamar. You can criticize him for sure. You can criticize him. Even at Louisville, we knew that passing wasn't really his forte, but that's something that he could work on. And he has been working on it. How can we? How can we just clown 
Lamar, but give Josh Allen the pass. Because Josh Allen was throwing inaccurate bombs. Like, yeah, he got a strong arm, but it was not going to the receiver. It was going nowhere near. And he was fumbling a lot. And then last year, you started seeing, like, yo, the accuracy is, is wow, the accuracy is improving. This year, the accuracy is better. How come we're not giving Lamar the same benefit of the doubt that we gave Josh Allen? You know the answer. To- yes, yes, I know the answer to that. I know the answer to that. You're right. Oh, so I'm thinking it's wild, that. bro. It's absolutely wild. wild. But listen, Lamar gets my respect, gets my love. If they don't get off my man's back, we might have to start the uh, – we're going to have to align with Emmanuel and, and, and form the Lamar Jackson defense fund. Like, this is crazy, y'all. Got to give this man his flowers, okay? Mm-hmm. And I hope, I hope this man puts up a better season than his Heisman season. That's what I hope he does in the NFL. Hope he runs. I hope he runs every, every team in that division out. I hope he, I don't hope they win the Super Bowl. But I hope he does his thing, okay? Hope he wins that MVP. With that being said, I think it's time for, for our favorite, well, Y'all favorite as well. <laughs> the way to make some chips, okay? It's the reason why you stayed on to the end of this episode. And if you fast forward it to this part in the episode, I'm going to throw my shoe at you. It's huh. a big shoe. Abe's got a big shoe as well. We wear the same shoe size. Right. With that being said, y'all step into the neighborhood. Mr. Watson, Mr. Watson's neighborhood, take us away. Yes, right now I have, I have a total of six college football games three bonus on top of the three ones I have uh, you guys and I have three NFL picks no bonuses on that because um, the lines have been kind of you know uh, been pretty good so you know you know that's what Vegas does they want you to buy it at something but you can't buy it on all of them you know <laughs> that's just the reality of it now I have two Friday games that really caught my eye with the spread obviously um, Syracuse is playing Clemson. Uh, Syracuse is a 13 and a half point dog. I love this line. Give me Syracuse plus 13 and a half. I am not feeling Clemson at all this year. I'm just going to keep riding that train. Give me Syracuse plus 13 and a half against Clemson. I like that. I like that value. Another one, Oregon. I know they're ranked, but they lost Verdell. I'm not mistaken. They're running back. Yes, right? for the year. For the year, and I believe they lost another key player as yeah, well. For the year as well, right? And they're playing uh, a Cal team that plays tough. I like Cal plus thirteen and a half over Oregon. Uh, Oregon at, at times hasn't been covering, but this Cal team's going to play them tough. I think Oregon wins, but they're not going to beat them by two touchdowns. Give me Cal plus thirteen and a half. So I have two Friday games at plus thirteen and a half. Um, right there and for the saturday games um i have florida minus 11 and a half over your lsu tigers i think uh, florida go, uh, i think florida i think florida gonna blow them out the, the, probably they're gonna they're gonna blow them out i ain't gonna fight you on it like i said the lsu tigers officially ended back in 2020 um after winning the uh winning it all and then um you know they are on hiatus we'll make a comeback soon um just not now i mean it's a hiatus yeah you know wow. sorry Abe. i gotta go florida minus 11 and a half oh god oh yeah okay oh, oh against lsu 
another one I have. This is a huge game. Kentucky versus Georgia. This line's a little bit too big for me. Kentucky's playing competitive right now. Give me Kentucky plus 22 points over Georgia. Georgia still gets the W, though. They went outright. But I like Kentucky plus 22. They're going to give them a fight. I have a, another one. I, I know, I know we, I know Abe, you kind of wrote off with this team, but Arkansas, they're playing against Auburn. You know how I feel about Auburn. Oh, Auburn. no, 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 no. That one, I'll, I'll cheer for them. I'll, I'll, you know, I won't have the hat. We, we the know how on. you feel about, we know how you but, feel about Auburn. Yeah, it's, it's not even Auburn itself because I've been happy when Auburn has pulled the upset over Alabama. It's just, I just dislike Bo Nix. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I dislike yeah, Bo Nix. We know how Bo Nix is, uh, he, he's on the overrated board over here at OC. Yeah, so, so, so Razorbacks, I'm going to stand at the train station. I'm not going to hop on the wagon, but I'm going to see y'all off, so. I hope you'll have them. I got Arkansas minus four and a half um, over Auburn. I'm not I'm not high on this Auburn team at whatsoever. I think they're overrated. Bo Dix is trash to Ooh. me. I'm just gonna say it. I don't mm-hmm. care. They, they, and I think the only chance Auburn get uh wins this game, they better put that big quarterback from the chest from LSU, Finley. They put better they better put Finley in the game because he looked better than Bo Nix. I'm sorry. But I like KJ Jefferson more than Bo Nix. I think Arkansas gonna. I think Arkansas gonna win. Give me Arkansas minus four and a half over Auburn. And I have another bonus one for y'all. Give me UCLA plus one and a half against Washington. I think mm. UCLA's. I like UCLA on the road to beat Washington. I, uh, DTR is playing good. I like. I still like UCLA's running game. Give me UCLA plus one and a half over Washington. I'm not. I'm just with this Washington Washington team. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm just not too sure what team's going to show up. But now I'm going to go to the NFL with these three with these three uh, games. Uh, one of them is a Thursday night game. Uh, Eagles versus the Bucks. Well, it was the Bucks versus the Eagles because uh, I believe the Bucks are playing on the road. Give me the Eagles plus seven. I know you got surprised about this, but here's the reason. Here's the reason why I, I like the Eagles plus seven. Number number one. Um. The Bucs are struggling on pass defense, number one, right? Number two, I've noticed there's a point disparity when the Bucs play on the road and when they're at home. Okay. It's almost by double the points. When the Bucs play on the road, they average 20, a little bit over 21 points per game. When, when they're at home, they average almost over 40 points per game. That's a huge disparity. And they're playing this Eagles team. I think the Eagles are going to play them tough. Bucks win, but they're not going to beat this Eagles team more than seven. Give me the Eagles plus seven at home. I actually like if you get anything higher than seven on the on the spread, that's great value. Next one, give me the Arizona Cardinals plus three on the road against Cleveland. I think Arizona wins this game. I know Cleveland lost a heartbreaker to 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 the Chargers, but the Cardinals are playing really good ball right now. Give me the cards plus three on the road against the Browns. And for uh for the next game I have, I have the Cowboys. I know. Minus four against New England. Cowboys playing good ball. Defense is playing good, especially that secondary with Diggs playing well um, on, on the secondary. Shout out to Dan Quinn for revamping that secondary yeah. <laughs> in that in, in Dallas. 
Uh, Dak right. Prescott, Dak Prescott playing good, and uh, I know I can't believe I'm saying that. Right. Um, well, we kind of expected it, and Trayvon Diggs is like, yo, that that dude is a beast. He's my a man beast. is a video game right now. Yeah, right. that's that's otherworldly. He's a ball hawk. He's ball hawking right now this year. So give me the Cowboys minus four, especially against Mac Jones. I I like Mac Jones, but I think this Cowboys defense is gonna put some pressure on him. And those corners are in the secondary going to play well and fly, and fly around the field. I expect uh, bold prediction. I think Matt Jones throws two or three picks in this game. Cowboys win big. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm here for it. I'm here for it, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots pull the upset. I mean, yo, you know what's funny, though? Um, uh, there are some accounts that are like, man, Matt Jones ain't afraid of that Cowboys defense. Like, Cowboys ain't gonna stop this defense. They about to see Mac Jones, and I said, "Well, look, I am, I am so confident in the Dallas defense that I'm starting them this week. Like, I picked them off waivers, and I said, yeah, 'Yeah, I'm starting you against the Patriots.' I, okay. oh, this defense is better than than definitely better than last year. Definitely better than last year, and they can get takeaways. That's something that they weren't able to do. They were just getting run on. They average about." two-plus takeaways a game. Trayvon Diggs has how many interceptions in five games? Six. Like, yo, nah, this defense is good. This defense is good. I'm here for it. Wow. Y'all, it's going to be a week. It's going to be a week. As always, y'all, thanks for checking in and tuning in to another episode of OCNA Present Games of the Week. As always, your boy Osa here with Abe and Mr. Watson. Okay, y'all know what it is. Um, stay tuned for the next episode of Osa and Abe debuting this Sunday. We will have some conversation. We need to have a conversation yeah. that's going down, okay? Yeah. Uh, as always, y'all, hit us up, okay? Check out all the things going on in the SSAW family at tssaw.org.com. I'm sorry, again, tssaw.com. I said .org. I'm crazy. Also, you can hit us up directly on our email, osa.abepodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's osa.abepodcast at gmail.com. And as always, y'all, we got that young Twitter going on. Abe referenced it. Abe, what's the Twitter handle? Osa underscore apodcast. Let's get it, y'all. Let's get it, y'all. And as always, y'all know what it is. Y'all know the slogan. One thing, two words. Get that in your brain. Omo. Night job.